I mean, look at Patrick Mahomes, man. Like, that guy is ridiculous. The goat retired. LeBron James, all-time leading scorer, arguably the greatest player of all time. As a fan, obviously you don't want to lose. looking on Facebook and Instagram and I've been seeing a lot of pictures of this gentleman. Jake, tell me how you got into hockey and just what made you fall in love with it? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, thanks for having me on, guys. Really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Uh, I've been a hockey fan ever since I can remember. Ever since I was a kid, I have been a diehard Lightning fan. I remember going to games as a kid. Heck, I remember going to the Tampa Bay Lightning Stanley Cup Final Game 7 back in 04 as like a six-year-old boy. Uh, It's one of the best experiences I I can ever remember in my young young life. But I, yeah, I've been into hockey ever since. And it's just such a fun, fast-paced kind of sport that I've grown into it. I've been watching it, and it's become literally my life now basically yeah yeah. so you're from tampa area correct yes so grew up near the lightning was that the closest team near you i know those all those stadiums are pretty close together yeah so i'm born and raised in tampa florida and we lived in new tampa originally for what 15 year a long time living in new tampa only recently moved down to south tampa and new tampa is probably 45 minutes to an hour, depending on traffic from the actual city itself. Mm-hmm. And that's where the arena is in, you know, is in Tampa. Um, and then for the other Florida teams, you've got the Florida Panthers who are more down south, kind of Miami area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Tampa was obviously the closest. And, but living in the city of Tampa, you know, that that was always my my go to team as a, as a hometown. Right. Okay. So obviously hockey. I have so last year uh, during the NBA playoffs. Obviously, hockey is one of those sports that follows along the timeline of the NBA. Right. right? Yeah. Very, um, very closely. Last last year, and this might have stuff to do with just my situation. I I really enjoyed watching hockey. I literally I, I would turn on a hockey game over an NBA game. Um, but I can't. I don't think that's the same for the average sports fan. No, I mean, hockey's basically, if you look at the four major sports, right, hockey's number four. They're they're not a huge sport. And a lot of that has to do with just the way the sport is marketed. It's kind of unfortunate. Uh, Gary Bettman, if, listen, if you ask any sports fan about their commissioner, they're probably going to tell you they don't like him, right? There's not many commissioners that are well-liked in sports, but a lot of people don't yeah. like Gary Bettman. And part of that is the way the sport is marketed, which is unfortunate. But the other thing, too, is hockey is a very northern sport. There's a reason you have you know, so many players from Canada and that Team Canada is always one of the better teams in the Olympics is because obviously it's easier to go play hockey out when it's cold, you know, and you don't right. get that down here in the South. So uh, that that's a big factor of it too. You know, baseball, you can play basically anywhere. But right. for hockey, especially you look at like colleges, 90% of the teams are up north and the, the hockey teams that are down here are basically club teams. So it's harder to market as a whole to the U.S. Obviously, it's much bigger in Canada. Uh-huh. But when it comes to the U.S. specifically, you don't have that – 
one it's not a sport that's played universally everywhere, if that makes sense. Now, that's starting to change with teams like the Lightning they've been, and the Panthers, but uh, that, that's how it is, and that's why it's not one of the biggest sports. All right, and, and I find that very hard to believe because you, you can build a, a hockey arena, a stadium arena. Um, you can build those anywhere, right? Right. For, for a football field, that's not let, – let, let, let's go down to the youth level or the local level. Right, most football fields they don't have domes for football fields unless right. it's like a flag football or something of other kind. Yeah. Uh, same with basketball. You can build, or I'm sorry, same with baseball. Right. You need an outdoor environment. Uh, some professional teams have domes. Again, local level. For basketball and hockey, it's all indoors. So, can you explain how like that location like isn't that a little weird to you? Because you you can build a, a hockey stadium anywhere. Right, it's all indoors. So why why do you think that the north in particular is is around that? Is it, is it just the weather? Because I can go to Utah and build a hockey arena or a hockey arena. So there's stadium. there's kind of two reasons for it, right? If one, you look at the expense of playing hockey, right? To buy hockey equipment, to build a big arena, like it's expensive. It's okay. obviously building a football field isn't cheap either, but just to get into the sport of hockey, you know, you got to buy sticks, helmets, pads, skates, even if you're just doing some basic, you know, field hockey, you know, goalposts, goalie equipment, there's a lot of stuff to, to buy, which is part of the problem too, is because if you grown up, you don't have a ton of money, mm-hmm. it's hard to get into the sport. Right. Yeah. Um, and then- the other factors is the weather too. So, you know, like up north, when it gets cold and the ponds freeze over, people go out and ice skate on their pond. So you don't even have to build a stadium at that point. All you right. need is a goalpost, couple sticks, and some skates, okay. and you're playing ice hockey on the pond. It's one of the huge things people do up north in Canada, and you can't do that down here in the south, obviously. All right. That's that's interesting. Uh, did you play for any club teams like growing up down here? I played as a kid for a little bit uh, down at the uh, Brandon Ice Sports Forum. And, you know, it's one of my biggest regrets, I would say, is that I wish I stuck with hockey. I Because I played for a little bit. Listen, I'm not athletic. I was never good at sports. My, my brother got those genes in the family. But uh, I played for a little bit, never continued it because I wasn't that great. But I, I did play for a little bit as a kid. But speaking of Tampa and with the way the game is growing, it, you look at Phil Esposito just got inducted into the Tampa Lightning Hall of Fame. They're, that's happening. Well, the Hall of Fame ceremony was yesterday and they're doing a little ceremony before the game today. And they mentioned in their little video that they made that there was maybe two hockey rinks down here in Tampa. And now since Esposito has come and started the Lightning and built this franchise, there's now like over 12 different rinks just in the Tampa area alone. Wow. So that goes to show you, like you were saying, Matt, like, yeah, there's a lot more hockey rinks now out there, which is allowing more and more kids to play hockey. All right. Okay. So so going back to the the growth, hockey has seen growth over the years, viewership-wise. But I feel like they still haven't taken that, that giant leap that they need to. If you were in a position where you could kind of control their marketing, maybe maybe the the commissioner as well, what what direction would you take the game or what direction do you think the game should be going into? Oh man, that's a that's a great question. So First, I'll give compliments to the NHL in this aspect is that something that they're starting to do that is really cool is they just had what they called the Big City Green Classic that they had on Disney Channel, which so there's a show on Disney called Big City Green, I guess is what it is. Kind of think of it like 
uh, Simpsons, but for kids is kind of what it looks yeah, like. Yeah. And they animated a Rangers and Capitals game to project exactly what's happening in the game, but in the style of Big City Green. And it was broadcast on Disney Channel, which is an awesome way to show it off to kids. And throughout that broadcast, they were had little videos and animations explaining each of the rules. And so it was a great way to get kids into hockey. Now, they just started doing that. It's the first time they've done it, and hopefully it continues. Uh, but then the other big thing for, for growth and something I would change as the commissioner to answer your question specifically, there's a major problem with, and this kind of goes for all sports sometimes too, but the, uh, the local regional sports networks, uh, aka Bally Sports. So as right. you guys probably know, Bally right. Sports is going bankrupt, uh, which honestly I'm kind of excited about because Bally's been absolutely awful. But <laughs> that's another issue for hockey because a lot of their teams are broadcasted by Bally Sports. And because of so many of those teams are regional networks and you can't watch those games unless you're in that area. I mean, even even for a Lightning fan, if you're out of town, it's almost impossible to watch those games without paying for all these extra subscriptions and then you're still getting blackout dates. And so if there was, this is hard to do, uh, admittedly, you know, it's not something easy, but if you could have, heck, like NHL Center Ice, something like that, or NFL Sunday Ticket, if you could have a one-stop shop where fans could pay 40, 50 bucks even a month, whatever it is, to just be able to watch any game they want, it would make the game so much more accessible and people from all over the, the States or wherever over the world even can go and watch any game they want and have much more access to their teams. And that would be a huge step in the right direction. And hopefully since Bally is going bankrupt, whoever does take over these broadcasts, they do something where there's not all these restrictions and blackouts and it makes it so difficult just to watch games. All right. Kyle, you, you know how NFL Sunday ticket, NBA pass, uh, MLB has a ticket of their own too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the NHL, I don't think they, like you said, they don't have something like that. that they they nice. had center ice, but it's not even, I don't know if it's even still a thing now. It can't, it's it changed. can't be, I don't know. But Kyle, most sports are going into the streaming direction. Do you think that if hockey can grab one of these YouTube TV, Peacock, uh, the list goes on and on of streaming networks. Do you yeah. think that would help for the average viewer? Uh, I think so, too. Uh, you brought up the blackouts. Baseball is dealing with the same thing right now. The blackouts, not you have to pay so much money to watch your favorite team. And MLB, I think last year, they let go of their YouTube TV rights. So NFL is starting it. If NHL does it, it reaches a whole nother audience of people. And I think that would be a great idea for NHL to do that. And with the uh, that animated thing that you brought up, that's another great way to get people into hockey. A question I had about that was, is there any solution for the kids that don't have the money for the equipment since you said it's so expensive, the pads, the helmets, skates? Is there any like solutions to that? Because I, I don't know. Yeah, so it's funny you mentioned that, actually, because in my class that I'm in right now, the project I am working on is to make a pitch to the NHL. My whole thing is about some charity hockey game that you could put on for low-income areas to raise money. But basically, the NHL does have some of these programs in place already where they try to donate like this type of equipment that can be used for anybody. Uh, Some of the companies that make hockey equipment have developed these pads that are more... Because, you know... 
every kid is different, you know, different sizes, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever you have to have different equipment for each kid, but they're developing these pads that can kind of work for, for anybody. And that's the way that team can have this one set of goalie equipment, for example. And then whoever comes in the team, they can keep reusing this stuff constantly buy new equipment. So there are programs that are out there that will donate equipment to these these uh, programs to help kids not have to spend as much money on equipment. But the other problem is too, is that not only is equipment expensive, but then you factor in all the travel as well. And that's a whole nother, you know, of course other sports have this too, but for hockey, it's probably the most expensive because not only travel, but also equipment at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I've talked to to many people who travel because it's sort of like uh, baseball. You you play for a travel team, uh, AAU for basketball, for example, but they, they also travel pretty far. Um, I know people from, from New Jersey, North Carolina, they, they travel to all over, all the way down to Florida and stuff. And, and these teams, they, I, I think you might be able to attest to this. Do they provide travel costs or is it really, Hey, we're meeting in Louisiana next weekend, for example, from let's say Georgia, like we'll, we'll, we'll just meet you there. Do they have buses that they go with or do they provide any transportation costs whatsoever? Yeah, I think it depends on the type of program you're in. Obviously, the more money you spend to get into something, then they might start covering those types of travel expenses. If it's a smaller program, they probably don't. Yeah. I, I don't. I can't speak to that exactly because when I played hockey, I never traveled that much because again, I wasn't that. I wasn't right. ever that good. But it, it. I think it largely depends on the type of program that you're in. All right. All right, let's. Uh, I want to get into this because it kind of ties back to what we were saying earlier. Do you feel? Because I feel like hockey has not been, quote unquote, Americanized compared to other sports. Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on that? It's an interesting way to put it. I mean, yeah. I mean, you look at again. That goes back to it's less popular in the southern sports, and it's just it's so big in Canada and that the way the weather works and it's just ingrained into the people up there in Canada. I think it's becoming more Americanized as time goes on. But I think, again, that just goes back to the the weather and the, the way the sport is played. I mean, it's majorly up there in in the north and that's why it's mm-hmm. not a u.s thing as a whole and then again that goes back to the marketing too like we were just talking about all that stuff like if the whole u.s itself can't watch it how is everybody going to get into it from all these different states and if only a couple of states like all the northern states are the ones that are into hockey the most you know it's not going to be a big american thing if that makes sense right and the N- the nhl draft is in july every year is that correct yes okay yes. so and it what? sometimes it depends a little bit on when the playoffs end but right around there right. and and i've i've only caught up to this recently but it seems like a lot of the players aren't even from being drafted out of america yeah They're being no. drafted from international places so can can you just walk us through the the process of going and entering your name into the draft and maybe why it's not maybe why we're not seeing as many american players in that and if that goes into the effect at all so it, it has been slowly changing, but when you look at, you know, kids who are wanting to go into the NHL, they are, if they're coming out of America, they're going into one of the college programs, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Michigan or 
uh, what else are some of the Michigan State, uh, Penn State, Ohio State, some something up there up north. Northern schools. Right. And then there's the big leagues like the CHL, the K. There's all these different types of leagues with all these different letters. I could tell them all. But, <laughs> you know, there's all these different leagues, uh, but they're majority in Canada, like the CHL, for example. And a lot of people will come out of there. And those are where are the big minor leagues are. Because you think about it, there's no... High school hockey, uh, there's not a ton of that. Maybe some more up north, but if you're going to play hockey, you're going to go into the CHL or some league type like that or go to one of the bigger schools up north and that's why you don't see as many American kids because, again, you know, like think about it, if you're from the South and you're big into hockey, I mean, you got to go to a school up north or you could just go to the CHL or some league like that. And the, there's those type of leagues all over the world, right? There's the Canada leagues. There's the leagues over in Europe or wherever it may be, Finland, Sweden. And that's majority of the reason why so many players are coming from Canada, just because the sports are so much bigger in those other countries. They naturally have bigger leagues. Now, as hockey grows in the U S you might start to see more of that as more college programs, maybe get a couple more teams that'll start to change. But just because of the sheer number of people that are into hockey, as it is right now, those bigger leagues are in those other countries. And that's where majority of people are going to go, right? If you're a great hockey player and you got a chance to make it to the NHL, you want to put yourself in the best position. So you're going to, go into the CHL, play against the best of the best and try to move up your draft stock. So uh, because of that's how it is, you see so many people come out of those those countries specifically. But over the recent years, we've seen a lot of kids come out of the U.S. and it, it grows every year. So what's the average age, uh, you would say? The- a young. I mean, you're coming out uh, <sighs> to get drafted to the league. I think the uh, you see like 18 year olds get drafted uh, high high as 20, 21 maybe so so pretty young okay. relatively. I was gonna say Kyle, you know how baseball works. Obviously, I guess they they kind of tie in together. How unlike football and basketball in the United States, are the the big four sports uh, in North America, hockey and baseball. It seems like they're their path to the draft is is kind of complex. Um, How, can you compare it at it, all to it, from baseball to hockey? Have you been not the path to the draft, but maybe path to the league is is difficult. Okay. Um, path to the league, it's like you said. There's the CHL and all these other leagues. Baseball's the same thing. You these 18, 19 year old kids get drafted. You start in rookie ball, then you go single A, double A, triple A. Hiya. It, it literally just goes all over the place. Then you're in the majors. So with hockey, I, I don't know. But with hockey, is it you get drafted, you go straight to the NHL, or is it you get drafted by different leagues? It, is that? Yeah, it depends on how good you are, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but for the most part, if you're like a first-round pick – you have a pretty good chance of playing in the, maybe like the first couple of picks, I should say. You could probably go play in the NHL right away. If not, you're going to go to the AHL, which is the affiliate league for the NHL. So, okay. anytime a team sends a player down, or, you know, as that they, because they have these huge rosters, but they'll have an AHL team that'll play in that league. So most kids go into the AHL. Now, if you're young enough, you might go back and play another year for your college team or for the CHL or OHL, whatever league you were in before you got drafted. Yeah. Uh, But that's only if you're really young. But if you're like 19, 20, if you're good enough, you'll go play in the AHL. Now there is the 
CH or no, not CHL. Uh, there's a league ECHL, which is the league below the AHL. Uh, but again, that really depends on your skill level. The Lightning have an affiliate uh, here in Orlando, actually, the Orlando Solar Bears. That's their ECHL affiliate. So you could go there, but 90% of the players are going to the AHL, uh, if not their former college, whatever it was, or it's straight up to the NHL, but that's all reserved for the best of the best. Yeah, so in that sense, it's kind of the same with baseball. Like, you don't really see... I couldn't name any players on the top of my head that are just absolute studs out of college and they go straight to the majors. Right. Like that doesn't happen. But with hockey, like you said, if they're like a first round pick, they're really good and they're 18, 19. Yeah, they'll go straight to the NHL if they're that big of a stud, but they're going to get developed. So they're going to go to the CHL and just get better and stuff like that. So to answer your question, Matt, it's, it's kind of the same in a way with like the minor league system. But it's also just different because in hockey, like I just said, you could have a kid that's really good at a young age and go straight to the league. But in baseball, that just doesn't happen. In baseball, you see kids getting drafted out of high school I'm early. Yeah, that they, doesn't happen. Or at least scouted. Right. In hockey, are they scouted in high school? Yeah, I mean, there's, but they're scouted maybe for college teams, you know, Michigan or Ohio State, Penn State, whoever's maybe looking at those kids. You, you, you I don't think I've ever seen a kid at a high school get drafted into the NHL. I mean, that just doesn't. Not happen. even scouted by an NHL team. I uh, know. I don't, They'd have I to don't be, think so. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Baseball, it happens. It has actually been happening a lot recently, but it just, it never really was like that. It was get a kid out of college, develop them. And then they just go to league. But how many rounds are in the draft? Seven rounds. Seven rounds? Seven Same rounds. as NFL. Uh, okay. I'm like, uh, how, much, how many is baseball? Baseball is oh, dude, there's a, a lot. There's right? a lot. 15, baseball's so weird with their draft. And they got it like in the middle of the season too, which yeah, always it, It's weird because some dude I played against was like the 238th pick in the draft. Mm. So... I, can, I couldn't give you a round. Maybe you could look it up on your computer, but I couldn't give you a round. But it's there's a lot. So it is different than hockey. Let's talk about the Lightning a little bit. They've uh, had a lot of recent success. Uh, what was, Jake, What do you, obviously as a Lightning fan, I, I know you do the Bolt Report as well. Yep. <clears throat> um, so you, you're watching every night. Every every would never yeah. miss a game. You can't, you can't miss never a game. miss a game. Uh, what did what was the biggest difference you saw? Because obviously they they won in 04. Yep. And they had that stretch 15, 16 years where they didn't do much. They were kind of on the edge here, and then out of nowhere they went what three straight. They had, uh, in my opinion, a really good chance. Obviously Colorado was probably just the faster team on ice. Um, to say the least, but they had a chance to go back to back to back. Uh, where, what was the biggest difference you saw um, between all that time? Like, how did they, how did they merge? Yeah. That? So the story of the Lightning and how they got to be this great team that they are right now is pretty interesting. I would say. So you mentioned they won in 04, and then after that they were kind of just okay. They missed the playoff a couple times, and then you start from the John Cooper era. Is John Cooper gets hired as the head coach? And they start making the playoffs basically consistently. Cooper's only missed the playoffs one time in his career. And the only they missed the year they missed the playoffs, they missed by one point. Like they were just on the edge. So they've mm-hmm. consistently made the playoffs since John Cooper took over for the team. And 
with Cooper, they were making the playoffs. They'd get occasionally, you know, deeper into it. They made the conference finals a couple of times. They made the Stanley Cup finals in 2015 and lost to the Chicago Blackhawks. And then it wasn't until 2019 where things really changed. Because until 2019, they were consistently making the playoffs and sometimes able to make it deep, but they could never get over that hump to win the cup, which is obviously the, the ultimate thing you're trying to do. In 2019, the team goes off, and they're one of the best teams that we have ever seen, especially in the modern cap era. I mean, they tied the wins record at 62 for the most wins in NHL history, which is unbelievable. I mean, that's something never seen before, although Boston is trying to do it right now. They're having a really good season. But so the Lightning 2019 broke all these records. They were one of the best teams. Everybody's like, well, they're the clear favorites to go to the Stanley Cup, and they're playing the Columbus Blue Jackets the first round, the Lightning might sweep them. They got swept in the first round in 2019 to the Columbus Blue Jackets. And it was, I mean, people made fun of the Lightning so much. It was a big talking point and there were a lot of jokes made about it. The Lightning put out this statement, you know, trying to calm the fan base down, but it ended up just backfiring on them because yeah. fans copy and pasted it every time for the next <laughs> couple of years. And so... 2019 was the turning point, though, and there's a lot of funny things now where John Tortorella, who was the coach, he used to coach for the Lightning in 04, but then he was the coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets at the time when they swept him. Looking back at it, he says, I think we created a monster, and that's exactly what they did because a lot of people said the Lightning should blow it up in 2019. Like, you're your core, this team that you've been fighting with all this time and had this great regular season just got swept. Blow it up. Change things up. Hit the big red button. Right, but... Cooper and uh, Steve Eiserman, he built the framework for the team. And then when JBB, his successor, came in and take over, uh, they said, nope, we're going to stick with it. We're going to keep going. And they come back and they went back to back Stanley Cups and then made it to the finals against Colorado and nearly so three straight finals. And, right. and this huge turnaround. And I think a large part of that was just the mindset of the team. You know, if you go back and you watch the award show after the 2019 season, a lot of people are making jokes at the lightning, obviously for that, for that big collapse. And you look at like Andre Vasilevsky, our goaltender, he wasn't laughing. He, he right. took it personally. He hated it. And I think that team just had a mindset change ever since then. And then, of course, JBB, who's done an amazing job, he's been able to make a couple of trades right at the deadline each and every year that's helped push the team over the top. So Eiserman built the framework. JBB pushed him over the edge. And that 2019 season kind of changed the way – their mindset was, and they've never looked back. And the only reason you mentioned Colorado, they're a little bit faster than the lightning. Big reason for that was because we had to deal with the Braden point injury, uh, which was super unfortunate and points. One of our fastest players, that was a big issue for them, right. but three straight finals is nothing short of amazing. No, I mean, that's, that's arguably uh, now I think this, the Bengals turn around from two and 14 to, to Joe Burrow's rookie year to making the Super Bowl was probably one of, if not the greatest turnaround in North American sports. But I think Tampa Bay Lightning are kind of also under that umbrella as well. I mean, yeah. making the playoffs, yes, but then going literally three straight championships and winning two of them, that in itself is That's a great story. Outstanding. And, and just, 
people don't realize how much it takes to, to get to that champion <clears throat> championship pedigree level of, of having all the pieces because everything has to work. Yeah, right? well, and that was during COVID too. So the, they were playing in the bubble right. at that point. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people, some people might sit there and say, oh, it's the COVID cup. It doesn't count. No, it's actually, I would argue, harder to win those situations because those guys were away from their families, no mm-hmm. fans, sitting in this bubble dealing with COVID the whole time. Right. And they still battled all the way through despite all of those things and still went on and won the cup. No, I, I, I 100% agree with that because in in comparison to the NBA bubble, people are like, oh, it's the Mickey Mouse or whatever. I'm like, right. Mm, well, I don't think so because guess what? These guys, yes, on the back of their minds. What's adversity? Right. In the back of their minds, they have the my family, the, the pandemic's going on and this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, they made the decision to go to the bubble and they, they've got – other than that, no excuse to not show up each and every day. They they have no dis- – I, I don't think they had any distractions outside of social media, but I believe that you can control that. Um, they they woke up. You, you, you wake up, you eat, breathe, and sleep hockey. Right, and every other team was in the exact same situation. It's not like the Lightning got an advantage because right. they were in the bubble. Exactly. So there, it's, it's silly to look and say that the Lightning have two Mickey Mouse Cups because the second one, there were still some COVID restrictions the second time, but people gave the Lightning still, a hard time because a, of the it cap. Was, it was but, a full season. Right, full season. Well, the, so it was the cap that was an issue for the Lightning that second time when they won the Cup because Kucherov got hurt and they put him on long-term injured reserves. This is an interesting conversation we can get into, too, with the whole cap and the way it works in the NHL. Basically, if a guy gets hurt for a long period of time, you can put him on LTIR. And let's say a guy makes $10 million, right? You put him on LTIR, you can then go $10 million over the, the cap because to be able to replace that that player because you lost a, a big piece for an extended period of time. But here's the thing. Normally, if that player were to come back in the regular season, you now have to be cap compliant again, so you can't be $10 million over. But when the playoffs start, there's no cap. So you can theoretically, uh, guy okay. gets hurt, you put him on LTIR, you trade for these players, go way over the cap, playoffs start, you don't have to worry about anything. That other player can still come back. And that's kind of what happened with the Lightning. Kucherov got hurt right near the postseason. They went out. They added a couple of pieces. They didn't add anything major, but there were additional players they went out and traded for. And then playoffs come back. Kucherov comes back, and people, you know, never forgave him for it. But here's the thing. Every team was in the same situation. Anybody can do it. It's not like the Lightning purposely hurt Kucherov or held him out for a longer time. You know, we got lucky that he came back right when the playoffs started there was no collusion there or people say that because they're jealous. You know, they don't want their team to win the cup. Right, and if yeah. their team would have done it, they would have been saying anything. But uh, there was that whole thing with the, the second cup as well. That, that's super unique that you could do that in hockey right before mm-hmm. the playoffs start. Like you said, a big player gets hurt. You can make the trade and salary cap just isn't a thing. Yeah. And a lot of people have said, well, why don't you just implement salary cap in the playoffs? I mean, that would be an easy fix for this problem. This has happened a long for a long time. I mean, Toronto did it way back when they used to be good. Chicago did it when they were on their big run. They had that little dynasty run. It's it's happened before. It's nothing new. And, but again, you know, these teams aren't doing it on purpose, but you know, if you're sitting there and your player gets hurt you're going to take advantage of it, cause why not? I, I mean, mean, there's nothing, you got nothing to lose. Right. Exactly. And that's Smart. exactly what the lightning did. I mean, they didn't break any rules. Say, Sorry. The NHL was the one that didn't have right. the rules, right? Mm-hmm. They're not bending any rules or not 
violating anything, like nope. that's that that's on them. Um, so <clears throat> I want to get into this. So the NHL was founded in 1917 in in uh, Canada. The MLB is the only league that was founded before them. Uh, NFL 1920, NBA 1946. But I was looking at all the NHL teams. Okay, uh, a lot of teams from Canada, like you said, up north and stuff like that. But other than that. A lot of these teams, in my opinion, do not have the like the biggest fan base cities. Okay, mm-hmm. they really just have like states. Uh, Minnesota Wild. Um, they have the Florida Panthers here, obviously, um, not too far away. Uh, New York Islanders, New York Rangers. Um, do you think that hockey teams? And this is kind of weird and going off on a tangent here, but do you think hockey teams kind of have not the best locations for their teams? compared to other leagues, uh, cities, and stuff in that regard? It's a good question. Um, I know. So you, if you look at it, there's obviously more northern teams than there are southern teams. Again, going back to that whole thing, it's more popular in the north just because of the way the weather works. But, uh, I mean, you look at teams in Florida, right? You know, Tampa is a really weird place to start a hockey team, and they have yeah. thrived into one of the – premier teams in the NHL. I mean, Jeff Finnick has done a fantastic job with ownership in this team, but they've thrived. The Panthers have even done, well, the Panthers, you know what? Yes, because the Panthers, you look at the Panthers, right? They're down there kind of near Miami at Sunrise. They have a terrible location and their building is empty half the time because nobody can get to the stadium. Like it's a major problem for them. So they're not in a great spot. Uh, But for these other teams, I mean, the Canadian teams, it doesn't matter where you put them in Canada. They're going to get a lot of uh, attention and be big. Um, but for the most part, the NHL has done a really good job uh, with all their teams. And I think it's actually better to have those one state teams anyway, because that draws a lot more attention from that state. I mean, it's the Minnesota wild, right? So if you're from Minnesota, it doesn't matter. You're, you're a fan of that team. You know what I mean? So do you think any teams will be relocating soon? Cause I, I look at the, I look at the St. Louis blues. Now that's in St. Louis, Missouri. Yes. Okay. And stuff like like those. You, you saw the Rams go out there. Do you, do you think any of these teams, San Jose Harks, uh, Sharks? I'm sorry. Um, that that's not the biggest city in California. But they still do a really good. I mean, St. Louis won the Cup back in 2019. So and uh-huh. they've got a huge fan base out there, and right. uh, all these teams have done really good. The only team that might potentially relocate is the uh, Arizona Coyotes. Uh, the Coyotes have been a disaster of a franchise. They've had a lot of problems. They're trying to build a new state. They're currently playing in Arizona State University's hockey rink right now. Mm. It, it It's a mess, and it's a whole nother podcast alone to talk about that, that whole <laughs> situation. But they... They are a team that's trying to build a new stadium right now. Uh, I forget exactly where it is in Arizona, but they so they're planning to move, but to another part of Arizona, not not out of the state. I was gonna say because, God, man, I feel like by des- I don't know if this is by design or not, but most, if not all, these teams are, are northern teams. So, do you think yeah. if if they some of these teams relocated to southern, obviously Florida is a big one, but southern states, southern areas of the United States, it would it would draw more attention. I just think you need to keep expanding. I think that's that's the ultimate. Because teams, yeah, and they, it, they've got thirty-two. 
the NHL is talking about expansion. They said they're not going to do it right now because they're in a good spot, but they've had a lot of interest in expanding. Teams like Houston, uh, I know, was one. They just, Vegas and Seattle are the two most recent franchises. I was going to say, just they, expanded. Those, are, those are two expansion teams. Yeah, but teams they. Everywhere, though, like a bunch of random cities. Surf for Cunt, you well, off. Well, those are, those are, are you, you're probably looking at some of the Canadian teams, Calgary. Um, I mean, New Jersey. Uh, I just, I mean, so as, as listen, hockey is most popular in the north, that, so it makes true. sense that that's all those true. teams are up but there. I'm, but I'm saying, like, it, it does make sense. But do you, could we possibly see a league with with 40 teams here soon? Because obviously the max is 32, and NFL and NHL have the most teams. Because baseball and basketball both have 30, uh, if I'm not mistaken. But mm-hmm. do, do you think they could put 40 teams, maybe? Maybe even go into an NBA world where they do an East and a West or, hell, a North and a South. Put 20 teams in in each conference just to get more traction in these South. Because I feel like as far as audiences goes, the the Northeast in particular, they, they have the audience there, right? E- even, yeah. even across the entire border. You said Canada, Seattle just got a new team. The Northwest, all across the Northern border that they've, they've got there. The North is covered. Right. Yeah. Now, let's... Let's rework. Let's add some more teams. It'd be one. It'd be interesting because no other team has had more than thirty-two. So that in itself would be like, wow, right. that's a lot more opportunity, a lot more chance to make money. Boom. Let Let's jump up to 36, 40 teams, and let Let's put a team in Utah. Let's put a team in Oklahoma, Kansas. You know, across the Central Midwest, even stuff like that. Do you think that would be they'd be open to that? Uh, absolutely. And like I just said, Bettman, when they did their whole uh, little commissioners meeting or the state of the league kind of thing, they were talking about they have interest in Atlanta, in Houston, those southern states. Atlanta's a funny one just because. They had a hockey team, and they've lost it like three uh, times. The uh, the Atlanta Thrashers. 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 Not they have one of the best hockey. logos that uh, in hockey. It's unfortunate they're not still around, but yeah, the Atlanta Thrashers. But there's there's interest down out there for more Southern teams, and it'd be great. I mean, you look at all the teams in the North, they've found a lot of success. You look at the teams down in South, like the Lightning, they've done amazing down here. So we know it can work, and the league is generating more and more money each year. Uh, heck, look at the sale of the Ottawa Senators. It's projected to be up there, like nine hundred million. I think is the most recent projection for what they're going to be sold for. And as the league expansion fees keep going up year after year, it's uh, no reason they could not expand into into the South. Keep adding teams. They, know, they could do it. I know probably a lot of uh, conversations have revolved around how Hatton not half, but most of the league is in Canada or some of the league is in Canada. Some is in the United States. So that, like I said, that that's a topic for another time. You can get into the economics and stuff, but I, I'm with you. I look at these teams, Calgary, where is that? You know, you look at Montreal, like the, the Edmonton, these are famous. I'm not trying to go towards any uh, attacks on Canadians, but I would love for a team to survive in Atlanta, to survive in Houston, go to the hot spots where these other teams and other sports, they're they're having success. Tampa, yeah. Tampa, you you know the we we got a native right here. the The Buccaneers have had success. They've they have Rays have had success. Rays, Rays were just in the World Series a few years ago. So go to these hot spot cities that are at least near, um, and and build a team here. 
because yeah. that, that that that's where the audiences I feel like we would get more Americanized. You you can do it, and I think they are planning to do it. We may not see it for another I don't know ten years because right. you know they don't want to just expand rapidly because right. then you get this issue of talent delusion where you know all these teams that maybe like one good player like nobody's going to be good because yeah. everybody's got to give up all their good players for the expansion drafts, but. You could definitely do it. I think they want to do it eventually, but it'll be a more slower process. But a lot of those teams for interest are Southern teams. I was going to say, like that, to me, if we see a, a, a league with adding eight teams over the next five to ten years, I think that's the biggest story in sports. Yeah. I could see the headline, breaking. NHL blows everybody out of the water. They have 40 teams now. And I yeah. think it would be smart to do that. It would bring a lot more eyes to the sport for the younger generation. I know a lot of people, they would watch a football game or a baseball game. Whoever wins this game, I'm going to be a fan of for the rest of my life. Like, bro, there's going to be 40 teams in there. Like, it's going to bring so many eyes maybe, to maybe, it. Maybe, but... I mean, in t- like you said, 10 years, though. Maybe, maybe. But, bro, that... I uh, know I get it. It's big up north, but their first objective would to put a team in Atlanta, put teams in Houston. They've had success. You just got to bring more eyes to it. And doing that animated hockey thing, that really caught my eye. That is super smart because NFL did the same thing with the Nickelodeon thing. Right. Just kind of like, I guess, dumbing it down for the younger generation and shit, people like me that don't know anything about the sport and just brings more eyes to it. So. I feel like hockey's gonna, because we checked out the viewership, it was like up 2012, it was, it was way down, it went back up again. I think it's gonna shoot up in the next couple of years on viewership. It's, it's been good this last year, ever since they signed that deal with ESPN, uh, that's been a huge help, because they were on ESPN originally way back then, but then they, they lost the rights, but now they're back on ESPN, and obviously anytime you're on ESPN, that's a huge help for viewership. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, as far as audiences... If you were to pick one area in the United States to target the most to get more eyes on the NHL, where would you choose? One area to target. Hmm. And, and it can be, it can be, you know, you can say Southwest, Midwest, South, Southeast, or it could be a state or it could be just in general. I mean, I, I, you got to go with the, you know, like Southern, like we were just talking about, right? Where there's not a lot of teams right now, kind of that Midwest, maybe a little more South area, just You're because like Tennessee, Kentucky. Yeah. Like, like right in there. Exactly. Because I mean, you could go target somewhere up North, but you've already got a ton of hockey fans there. So if your goal is to grow the sport, why not go to an area where there's not a lot sure. of hockey? Put one in Atlanta, put one in Birmingham, put one in, I wouldn't say I'm thinking more in, in Charleston. That's probably not a good idea. People wanted this team back in Atlanta, but Atlanta's had that team before and they failed with it. So it's it's kind of a tougher spot. But I would not be surprised to see them go back to Atlanta either. Yeah, I mean, the, the Atlanta market, we've had success. I mean, Braves just won the World Series a year or two ago. The Georgia Bulldogs, they've won back-to-back. The soccer team was good a few years ago. It's a good market and everyone's starting to get into the sport. I feel like if you do put a hockey team in Atlanta, don't make it the first team in the South if you are going to put a team down there. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. Well, and and, and like I said, you know, people said when Phil Esposito went to get the Lightning, people were like, you're, you're going to put a hockey team down in Tampa? 
Like, are you crazy? But yeah. now that they've had success, the Panthers have had success, the Stars have had success, now maybe it's more likely to work in Atlanta. Because I was, was going to say, yeah, because when, when was the last time the Thrashers were in Atlanta? I don't remember exactly. I mean, it wasn't too, too long ago because uh, when the Atlanta Thrashers folded, their team moved to Winnipeg and the Winnipeg Jets came back. I want to say he was 20. He was in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. I can't remember off the top of my head. 2011. 2000, okay, there you go. See, it now, wasn't now even that the, long ago. Now they're the Winnipeg Jets. So, right. they, so they relocated, which is interesting because they literally just contradicted everything we just said. They went from Right, from south to north. South to north. Yeah, well, I think that was just kind of the Atlanta situation and the, the ownership wasn't great and – the fans were there. A lot of fans went to those games, but Atlanta was never a great team. They had some ownership issues, and that's why they ultimately folded. So you you go back there again in the right circumstances. I don't think that would happen. Right, and I do see a division championship in '06, so it makes me happy. <laughs> but see, but see, he, that's that's where it gets interesting because I know with Las Vegas, they won in their first year of existence. 2017. Well, they went to the finals. Yeah. Did they? Did they, they win did, it? They did not win. They it. did not win it. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, but they still went. Right, which is unbelievable. And, yeah, that, that, that story in itself. But Seattle, have they been? Have they had any success? So this is their second year. They did not make the playoffs last year. It was kind of a normal, what you would expect for an expansion team. Right. Well, it's not like these, these teams are just being thrown into these random cities and hey, you're on your own type thing. Like, they're they're actually proving themselves. Yeah, well, and look at the expansion, the way the expansion drafts work. You know, teams have to, they can protect some of their players, but you get to go and pick some of the best from each and every right. team. And so you're able to put together a pretty decent team right away. Uh, and that's what, that's what Vegas did. Uh, now NHL GMs kind of learned from their mistakes and didn't do that with Seattle, right. but Seattle still has found a lot of success. And you've got one of the top picks in the draft. And because there's so much talent coming up right now and hockey's are growing and growing, it's you can do those teams, put those new teams out there, and they'll have success right away. And I think that's why we can't just jump to forty right now because no, I don't think it's a good idea to jump to yeah. forty. That that would be too much to handle. You for want like, to do a slow build, yeah? Because even with one or two, like like, can you explain how that how that happened with Vegas and the expansion drafts? Because that, yeah, that's a because teams willingly have to lose their players right so the way it works is when a team comes into the league you know everything gets set up and then when the expansion draft happens there's two different ways you can go about it and i can't remember off the top of my head but basically you can either protect eight skaters and one goaltender or you can do i think it's like five forwards and three defensemen and then a goaltender basically if you do it the one way you can protect an extra defensemen whereas if you do it the other way you can only protect so many defense you have more you, you can protect more defensemen with doing eight skaters because skaters is more general obviously um so you have those two options and then but you look at teams like the lightning right who have a lot of superstars on their team you can't protect everybody because you only can protect so many players even if you do the eight skaters option you know you've got so much talent on your forward line you spend all those spots protecting those top players and then you ultimately have to leave somebody exposed which is what happened to them in the Seattle expansion draft they lost Yanni Gord they would have loved to keep Yanni Gord who was a great gritty player for them but they had to give him up in the expansion draft they didn't have another choice and there's a decent amount of teams out there that you know 
have to protect these players. And But there's enough talent in the NHL to where even if you protect a lot of your top guys, somebody's getting left exposed. All right. Last, last segment here. Uh, we'll start with you, Kyle. Next city that the NHL targets, if they do. Where's your prediction? Kentucky would be weird, but I like it. Adding a team in, in Kentucky. Any specific city? Louisville, Frankfurt. Uh, is Lexington in Kentucky? Yes, it is. I'd, I think throw one in Lexington. Jake, <laughs> next, uh, if they do go for another team, what, what city are you? I think Houston is the Houston. number one spot for them to go. I think they've been the name that's thrown around the most ever since the Vegas expansion draft. They've always been in it. So I could see in Texas is a big state, right? And the stars have done well. So why not throw another team down there in Texas? Everything's bigger in Texas. Exactly. For me, uh, for some reason, I had New Mexico in my mind, but I'm going to tear away from that. I'm going to go uh, Oklahoma City. Oh, I like that one. I think that's a, see that? I think that's a good market for sports anyway. Um, and I think they're kind of in dire need of, of a total rebuild throughout the entire city. So, All right. Um, I think that'll do it. Oh my god. I'm about to drink this in the